Hi, this is Joe Bartley from J&J Taxes and More. You're listening to Garden City Community Chat with your host, Carrie and Mike, and featuring Tom with all the weather. Now, enjoy the show. Well, hello, Garden City and all our neighbors. This is episode number 628 of the Garden City Community Chat Show. It's Thursday, July 13th, 2023. We're so happy you could be with us tonight. We hope you're all safe and doing well. I am your host, Carrie, and also joining me tonight is former Garden City Councilman and past president of Garden City Kiwanis, Mr. Mike Jones. How you doing, Mike? Doing great, Carrie, but I'm getting better. Now, Tom isn't quite in there yet. I'm uh, hoping he'll be in there soon. So I haven't heard anything different. So we'll see if he makes it tonight. Tonight, we are honored to have with us recently retired Garden City Fire Chief, Kathy Harmon. Uh, We're going to talk to her about her long career. You'll be able to congratulate her uh, on her retirement, what her future plans might be, and much more. So stay tuned. Should be a fun show. And there is Doppler Tom. How you doing, Tom? I'm exhausted. That's uh, I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> the weather never ends anywhere in the country. Twenty-four-seven for you, isn't it? It really does. <laughs> Outside of work and personal. Yeah. Uh oh. Okay. We won't get into that. <laughs> we also uh, have Mike with the latest community events for you, but uh, first up, Dopper Tom's going to be here with the most current and accurate forecast very shortly. But before we uh, get to Tom, let me mention real quick, if you're watching us live on Facebook or YouTube, go ahead and post your questions and comments in the comment section or email us at gccommunitychat at gmail.com. You can also text your questions to 734-788-9319. We also want to take a quick minute to say thank you to all of you who listen and support us every Thursday night, not only from our hometown of Garden City, but several of our surrounding communities as well. Also out of state too. So we have a lot of snowbirds still down in Florida and come back. Some have made, took up residence permanent there, I guess. 
We really appreciate everyone's support. Remember, we'll continue to promote not only our community, but yours as well. And speaking of community, if you or organization or business has any events or announcements that you would like to get out to our listeners, what should they do, Mike? Oh, they should probably email us, Gary. Exactly. Email the details to us at gccommunitychat at gmail.com or go to our Facebook page and uh, message us at facebook.com slash gcchat and Mike would be more than happy to do that for you. We also encourage any local business to check out and join the Garden City Business Alliance. See what great things they can do for you and what you can do for them. For more information, go to GardenCityBusinessAlliance.org. Also, a quick reminder, we will be taking off next Thursday night, July 20th, for the second music in the park. And Tom, we hope, uh, we're hoping that the weather cooperates for us this time. <clears throat> so we'll see. Uh, if you do come out, uh, stop by and say hi. We'll be there. Mike will be there. I'll be there. So check it out. All right, let's get Tom in here now with a check of the weather, and uh, then we'll spend some time chatting with uh, former Fire Chief Kathy Harmon. So stand by for Tom. Okay, let's do a check on weather with Doppler Tom. Let's see what he has in store for the rest of this week and the weekend coming up. Tom, take it away. So what's it looking like, bud? Rinse and repeat, I feel like we've been talking the last couple of weeks. You get some <laughs> hot days, you get some rainy days, you get some cooler days, and that trend is pretty much going to be continuing. Um, day wasn't too bad. A little bit of a cloudy start right. to the morning, but the sun did come out. The skies uh, did clear up a little bit, and uh, we're looking at a pretty pleasant evening out there. Uh, temperatures weren't too terribly uh, hot today either. They were pretty much in check as well. We're well into the 70s at this hour, uh, so can't really complain with temp and the temperature department. Uh, so not really too shabby of a, of a Thursday, but as we kind of get to Friday, we're definitely going to warm things back up. We're going to get back into the upper 80s, uh, so warming back up into uh, some hotter temperatures as we get into tomorrow. And overall, I think tomorrow is going to be um, a pretty quieter day. I don't expect too much in the way of any action at this time. Um, there is some bits and whispers about some more rain and storms moving in, but I think that's going to kind of uh, well, wait until uh, maybe the overnight hours as uh, we get into some more uh, forcing that will actually spark up this uh, activity. But uh, nevertheless, we're definitely going to see the buildup of clouds throughout the day tomorrow. Um, you're going to see kind of a agitated look to them. They're going to look uh, real kind of puffy and wanting to look like it's going to rain, but I think it's going to hold off until kind of the late evening and overnight hours on Friday. And uh, then as we get into Saturday, we're definitely going to see a pretty rainy day on tap. Um, doesn't look like we're going to see a whole lot of dry time. Uh, maybe some dry time could be mixed in there at times, but uh, quite a bit of rain at times will be rolling through with rounds of rain as our next system moves through. So the greatest chances of rain are going to kind of be late Friday into Saturday, uh, especially I would say earlier Saturday, maybe we can get into some drier time toward the end of the day. But as of right now, uh, Saturday looks like it's going to be a cooler day, obviously with the rain and clouds moving through kind of into the upper 70s, probably. Um, if we continue to kind of see this trend continuing, as I've been seeing today, um, overall, we're definitely going to see um, rounds of some steadier rain moving through, maybe some heavier rain at times. Uh, so overall, Saturday doesn't look the greatest outdoor day right now. 
Um, um, timing wise, it's definitely going to be probably early in the day and continuing into the afternoon hours before kind of breaking up during the evening hours. Um, and overnight on Saturday could be uh, drying out and into Sunday as well. So Sunday um, looks like it could be uh, a drier day compared to uh, Saturday. So if you have any outdoor plans, I would definitely move them, move them to Sunday um, as opposed to Saturday. And the temperatures will be a little bit um, warmer on Sunday, obviously with not the rain clouds moving through. Um, those clouds will break up a little bit more and we'll get back into the mid to upper 80s. So uh, warming things back up. And then as we get into next week, uh, we're going to continue to kind of see ebbs and flows in the temperature department. Um, as we get into early next week at the Monday, kind of Tuesday and Wednesday, uh, we're definitely going to see overall lower 80s kind of being the trend as uh, we're going to uh, get a little bit of a cooler start to the work week after a little bit of rain on Monday. So after the system moves through on Monday with some rain, we're definitely, we're definitely going to cool things back down for the next couple days. And then a little bit more rain with another system, uh, our second system next week for kind of uh, Wednesday, late Wednesday and into Thursday as well, and then drying things back out as we get into Friday. So Thursday um, could be a little bit iffy. Uh, we're still going to kind of see uh, those timings. A week away is impossible. Uh, I'm not even that good to pinpoint the timing <laughs> when it comes to the exact details of when this rain will be moving through, uh, right. but there's definitely going to be some dry time mixed in there on Thursday. There's definitely going to probably be a little bit of rain as well on Thursday, so we're just going to have to wait and see how it all pans out with the timings of these systems. And then as we get toward the end of next week into Friday and in, in the upcoming weekend, overall, we're gonna to continue to kind of see this trend of some low 80s continuing. Um, the warmest day of the next week will probably be um, maybe on that Thursday period. Um, so could get a little bit warmer, maybe into the mid 80s. So uh, definitely gonna be into the low to mid 80s as we get into all next week. So one thing you do notice uh, that I noticed and that I'm gonna kind of discuss for the rest of the month of July is um, where's the oppressive heat? I mean, this is the time of year where we can get it. Right. And good news is, is that I don't really see that on the horizon anytime soon. I don't see prolonged 90s. I don't see heat indices over 100 degrees. I don't see any heat wave really developing um, over the region as we kind of uh, have been seeing in other parts of the country. I mean, Texas yeah. and the Southwest. Yeah. United States have been baking the last couple months, I would say, mm -hmm. um, with this just unprecedentedly oppressive heat with heat indices um, approaching uh, 120 and just daytime temperatures well over 100 degrees every single day. So I don't know how they do it down there, but that's just me personally. Uh, but Who overall, yeah, we're <laughs> definitely going to be seeing the overall look of kind of the summer summer's pattern continuing with some bouts of rain here and there i know yesterday especially overnight yesterday there were some storms moving through um the great lakes that caused some pretty good heavy downpours here in michigan and uh had some localized flooding off to our north so uh we didn't have too many issues so that's good but uh, there was definitely quite a bit of activity across the great lakes but uh spanning outward and kind of rolling into that a little bit more uh, severe weather has been a big issue for a lot of sections for the country. I mean, Chicago got hit pretty bad yesterday with tornadoes within the vicinity right. and those move over Lake Michigan and kind of weekend, but still packed a punch with a lot of heavy rain and embedded lightning and damaging winds, uh, especially on the western part of the state. But overall today, it's just all over again. I mean, the, the portions of the northern plains all the way down to the south, um, going, rolling back up into the northeast, there's just rounds and rounds of rain and storms and uh, we get that, we get bits and pieces of it, but for the most part, we don't get into those 
pronounced severe weather episodes that we can get into this time of year. So we've been fairly fortunate where we miss out a lot on uh, significant uh, severe weather that can happen this year with flooding, uh, damaging winds, tornadoes, all that jazz. Uh, we've been missing out on that. I don't really see that on the horizon. So yeah, that is good. We don't want any of that, but um, you don't want to hear me when I uh, get all worked up about weather because uh, when it gets busy, uh, you don't want to hear from me when, when that happens. But overall, that's kind of the look of the overall look of the weather across the country. It's been continuing, like I said, to be very hot across the southern U.S. over into the southwestern United States with triple digit heat. And that's going to continue for the rest of the month and probably into August and beyond. So uh, they're going to be under that for quite a while. But if you want to keep tuned to all my local weather information, just go to my website, DopplerTownWeather.com, and it will keep you updated each and every day as we continue to roll through uh, the summer pattern, the classic summer pattern of rainstorms and heat. So uh, uh, just take it one day at a time, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're uh, we're very fortunate, that's for sure. Man, I mean, yeah, he just look at down. Vermont. Just look at Vermont. I mean, Vermont, they're yeah, oh, uh, yeah. they just everywhere is getting crazy weather. So uh, right. can't right. complain here in Michigan. You can't. You can't do it. Nope, I don't complain at all. <laughs> Garden walk going to get rained on pretty bad. It's good for the garden, Mike. You're definitely going to get some water for your garden. So they, at least they don't have to water it. <laughs> but if I'm walking around looking at other gardens. At least you don't have to water the garden. Well. Yeah, yeah, that's right. The garden walk. Put yeah, on your nice right. little garden look and uh, have your umbrellas and your boots. And, uh, right, have right your there. umbrellas, right, and your goulashes. <laughs> it shouldn't be like a heavy downpour of rain that's going to, like, completely yeah. wipe out the entire crowd. It's okay. just going to be a like steady rain. That's definitely beneficial. And we definitely still need it because we are still in a drought. So yeah, and they, all and, the rain we can get. And they're going to have a lot of stuff inside at the straight farmhouse too. So maybe in between the drops. Mm -hmm. All right. Thank you, sir. Have a good night. Always. Take care. Yep. All right. Let's introduce our special guest. She has served our community as fire chief and just recently retired on June 30th. Please welcome our good friend, Chief Kathy Harmon, to the show. How you doing, Chief? I'm very good. How are you? Awesome. Awesome. Ah, you're looking great. Let me tell you, retirement is uh, agreeing with you for sure. Yes. It's like a <laughs> different, different, different uh, feeling, like relief, you know? So, so has it sunk in yet? I mean, has it sunk in now that you're retired? Uh, no, it's, uh, it's, so far it's sort of like a long vacation that I, cause I haven't really had a really good long vacation since 2016. It was short jaunts, maybe seven, eight days up to the UP. You know how it is when you do trips like that, exactly. you know, there's all that working to get up for and then you get up there and then it takes a day or two to wind down. Then you start enjoying yourself. Then you got to pack up and drive home. And right. we usually played it where you had to be to work the next day. And I was like, Oh man. Uh -huh. So the first weekend ran into the 4th of July. Okay. So that just felt like an extended weekend because, you know, every person around here that was old enough to buy fireworks must've ran down the street and got a, <laughs> week's deal or something and blew them off in one night so you know that didn't feel much like a, a vacation the only thing is my phone it, it is ringing but it wasn't it's ringing with different calls and different complaints and uh -huh. i try to be you know as um helpful as i can but up to a point and um so that th that didn't feel much like a week this past weekend did i went to the hippie fest with marty okay out in canterbury 
Yeah. You know, of course, it was one of the hottest uh, Sundays in right, all right. Oh, oh, man. Geez. And you go for being in AC all the time. I'm not acclimated to the heat either, but uh -huh. it's uh, so, no, it isn't really sunk in all the way. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, it will. And when it does, you're not going to have time for nothing. <laughs> I'll tell you, the days aren't long enough sometimes. And you know, it's very easy to say, ah, I'll do it tomorrow. <laughs> that's what I've been doing. All those jobs I needed to get done, they still need to get done. Right. You know, it's like, exactly. now it's starting to bother me. But, you know, it's either been like the super hot day or the rainy day, or yeah. I didn't have all the supplies. So now it's just mm -hmm. a matter of everything's got to line up and I'll, I I can knock out a few jobs at once. Yeah. Well, not at once in the same yeah. day. Right, right, right. I get it. I get it. So why don't you give our listeners a little background about yourself, your career? Now, you started in what, 84, is it? Yes, in the city of Detroit. Yep. And I, uh, you were there how long? And then you take it from there. Okay. Well, uh, well, my initial uh, medical training, I was in the Army Reserves and I wanted right. to be a medic. Tested high in every field. They kept trying to steer me towards uh, communications. I forget what they called it, but um, I know I wanted to be a medic. So mm -hmm. when all my training was done and I got home and I'm looking, thinking I'm going to go work on a private ambulance. Um, they don't, they didn't pay hardly. I mean, minimum wage back then, not that it was that long ago, everybody, wow. but it was like three bucks an hour. Oh, so man. they wanted, and my, my training did not, um, wasn't recognized. I still had to take a class, which wasn't a big deal, but you know, I was back waiting tables. I didn't have a whole lot of money mm -hmm. and paying for school and trying to make all the clinicals. So as soon as I got my EMT license, I'm looking around I'm like, man, I can make more money waiting tables. This is stupid. And I don't have to work 90 hours a week. And then uh, one of the guys I was training with and um, one of the karate systems I was studying, he was a Detroit EMS paramedic. He was also a Vietnam veteran. So those are the kind of people that I trained with when I got out of Detroit fire or Vietnam vets where they were trained by the vets. It was still very paramilitary because it, that when I got on, most of the men were Vietnam vets, Korean War vets. Um, mm -hmm. So we had some World War II guys still, um, some really old gents. So there was a uh, more more structure in um, you know the, in the field back then. Um, right. But yeah, it's it's uh, then you know EMS. Uh, I worked twelve hour shifts. I tried to stay on the day shift because nights was absolutely nuts. And um, the firefighters actually recruited me because I was trying to get on the uh, police department. Anything to get off EMS. I mean, it was. You know, your shifts were 7A to 7P. If you'd show up, you know, it's 740 and the truck was there, you'd end up catching a run and you might not get back till 830 at night. It was it was just crazy. Wow. So uh, I ended up, uh, I was in both the processes for police and fire, and then I got on the firefighting division and worked there um, in 88, and I came out here at the end of 92. And um, had been working as a firefighter, paramedic, not paramedic. We were, uh, they were limited advanced. Mm -hmm. So I had to get, uh, do, go to school, get some training, uh, get my license. And then we'd all decided as a, as a department to get our paramedic licenses, uh, go paramedic because everybody thought we were paramedics, just so you know, for the whole time. Oh, you know, wow. we had, yeah. Everybody thought it was paramedic, but it was yeah. limited. And, wow. and that is the so that know, cross training was was really recent then. I mean, back then, 
90s, late 90s. 90s, yeah. So they've always had a fire and EMS division, but the level of service they were providing was um, at a lower level. You know, oh, they didn't, they couldn't, they could defibrillate, but they couldn't pace, they couldn't cardiovert, they couldn't give the medications that are necessary, oh, like for heart attacks and oh, wow. strokes and even diabetic emergencies. So things, things have changed and, and progressed. And mm -hmm. I became the, I, I, you know, I tested all along for the different positions that came up. I ended up uh, becoming lieutenant in 2003 and became the MS coordinator. Had to do a lot of stuff with uh, our health emergency management system. I was our paramedic liaison for a while. I did all of our continuous quality improvement reports um, on shift work. It, it was it was a quite a task. And then the licensures or relicensures uh, for the agency, uh, things like that. And then uh, the uh, bill, when he put in his notice, Chief Forbush, uh, I was the interim chief and then tested and uh, was sworn in as the permanent chief in December of 2010. 2010. Wow. Quite a career. Now, let me ask you this. How hard was it for you back when you started out being a woman? Because I know it, it, it's a lot different now, but... I mean, they're, they've gotten better today, but how was it back then? Tell us your experience there. I don't think your podcast is uh, long enough or suited for the, the topic, but I'll try to get, um, I mean. It, it, the it, version? <laughs> it, there were times it was brutal. Yeah. Um, and disgusting. And that doesn't have to do with any of the runs. Right. It's, you know. Accepted, I guess, eh? Yeah. Well, and it, but I'm telling yourself, you, having to prove yourself. Yeah. Well, fortunately for me, I was very strong, and that was yeah. back in the olden days when the stretchers, you know, had to be raised and lowered. Yeah. You you didn't have the buttons. You didn't have the right. you didn't even have the kind that they had for the, the, the Emmy's office cures. It was straight up and straight down. So work um, I had a good reputation in that regard. Um, I did what I was supposed to. You know, mm -hmm. you take care of people the right way. It's easy. You have protocols. They tell you what they want you to do. They teach you how to do it. They give you the stuff to do it, and they trust you to do the right thing when you're out there. And the best thing you can do is the right thing when you're out there taking care of patients. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. It was tough. And I'm going to tell you, it's, it's, it's in a way it's kind of come full circle um, society a little bit. And I can, at 40 years in the business, I belong to a lot of different um, groups and associations, uh, especially in the women's um, community and the different fire EMS military, um, you name it. Um, they're all noticing that there's kind of been this weird kind of uh, trend uh, right. and, I'm, and I'm hoping it goes away because I, I have faith in humanity and I'm hoping that things get better because I think women have gotten stronger with you know, engaging in sports and encouraging them to be exactly. independent and individual and not people not feeling threatened. And you see that women are bigger and stronger and, you know, quite competitive amongst yep. themselves. Yeah. Now you just got to get the pay a little more equal to. Yeah. 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 yeah they're behind <laughs> there. They're behind there. So um, let's see, Rhonda, Rhonda Ann says it was a nightmare. She said it was a nightmare. Rhonda, uh, she and her baby lived with me when I lived in Detroit on West Outer Drive. Okay. And I don't, I can't remember if it was when I was, uh, I know I was a firefighter, but if, but I knew her when I was a paramedic. So she and the baby lived there because, you know, I'm gone for 24s and she needed a place to stay. And I think, sure. you know, it worked out and she lived there. So she, uh, 
she in you know with at the house and and she lived in Detroit at the time. But yeah, there was it was never no such thing as a quiet day. Now, yeah. were you Garden City's first female chief too? Yeah, so you broke that barrier. Yes, and and you know we have tried to hire and but there they've either been um, no call no show or we offered a position but they couldn't meet you know a requirement or. Wow. You know, they just didn't pass the interview and, and I've really tried. I, I've kind of, that's one thing I really wanted to see achieve and, and just not put anybody in there, dude, you know? Sure. I mean, they got the best when they got me. So, you know, I couldn't expect anything <laughs> less. I'm just kidding people. That's right. They broke the mold, man. They broke the mold. Michael Bingo wants to know, do you remember a Mr. Broderick from, uh, he was a Detroit firefighter. Yeah, I think so. Okay. That name sounds familiar. Roderick. I just uh, read an obituary. One of the guys I worked with on uh, Detroit EMS passed away. Quite a few of them have. And, you know, it makes me have to look in the mirror, like going, why, why am I still here if all these people are dying? And I worked with, with, you know, 40 years ago. What's going on? You know? Yeah. It's a, it's a tough business. That's for sure. That's for sure. You guys, I'll tell you, you deserve every penny you make and, and then some for sure. Well, the International and the Michigan Professional Firefighters Unions and, and many other agencies have really pushed um, some health initiatives, some mental health initiatives, cancer initiatives, yeah. and uh, suicide prevention. So, um, you know, and our gear has gotten so much better. I mean, when I when I remember what I wish I still had, I had the rubber pull-up hip boots, a three-quarter length rubber coat yeah. with the steel um, hooks. For your jackets and i rode in open trucks and you know we would be frozen you yeah. know coming back and um you know from fires uh now it's it's wonderful the safety features the advancements have just done so much to make it safer but we're still going to have fires and they haven't gotten any less warm they've gotten worse they're hotter they burn faster you know they produce more toxic chemicals so you know yeah. they have to constantly find things that are going to protect the firefighters and, and the environment. I mean, pretty much they're going to be deemed hazardous waste sites, you know, Yeah. air pollution. Sandy Abraham says you are the best and will always be. Thank yep. you, Sandy. She is the best for sure. Michael says, let's see, Mr. Broderick was near retirement when you started. So yeah, maybe you did know him. And 1982, I mean, 80, 84 or uh, 92. Uh, 84, I believe. Because I, I was all over the city, uh, but I mean, when I started on the EMS division, they put me at Warren and Rones and Medic 14. Oh. I didn't even know. I, it took me a while to figure out which way Gratiot and Warren ran because then I could go <laughs> freeway and find the hospitals. But oh, I can't then, stand downtown. I hate it. Yeah. Oh, it's terrible, terrible. Um, let me ask you this. In the 13 years, I know you can't list everything. But in the 13 years being here in Garden City, what are what are a few of the things you're most proud of under your watch? Well, I, I can tell you when um, I took over, that's when the recession was really starting to hit. Yeah. And um, we all panicked because you wouldn't believe the directives we were getting at the time and what we needed to do. And the only way you could accomplish it was cut. to lay people off. Yeah. Cut, so cut, cut. Um, I went and talked to the captains and, and we actually made a pact and talked to lieutenants and then got with what, what was left of the fire department at the time. Mm. I think there were 14 of us. Wow. Near, I mean, it was ridiculous. Wow. And to lay anybody off, that would have just been, you know, 
catastrophic and, and all the cities were in the same mess. Mm-hmm. And we made a pact that we would do what we needed to do in order to, you know, keep the city solvent. And cause we didn't want to go into an emergency financial manager because right, right. You know, that wouldn't have done us any good. No. And it wasn't just the fire department, the cops did DPW workers did city hall workers did. I mean, everybody kind of, you know, we're shutting off lights, we're closing doors, we're, you know, doing the minimum, you know, uh, energy wise, trying to be as conservative as, as possible. Mm-hmm. And then um, part of our training, because when you in the fire service, we use an incident command system, you just aren't set in one position. And then eventually you might get promoted and then you, you might be behind a desk and in the fire service, you always have to worry about com- command positions. Uh-huh. And so they start getting their leadership training um, early on. Mm-hmm. Um, so when they get up to the point when they're needed to make some decisions, they can. And I'm sorry, I got distracted. I told you we have a canine visitor and uh, <laughs> she keeps wanting to see what I'm doing and I'm trying to get her to not pounce on me. <laughs> yeah. You might hear Willow in the background barking too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, but, and then, um, you know, uh, Scott Marinkovich, he was, uh, I think he made Lieutenant. So he wanted to write a grant. He says, Hey chief, can I, you know, I write a grant because at that time I was, doing fire marshal duties, fire chief duties, secretary duties, because um, I had to learn how to do them, and then um, emergency manager stuff. So mm-hmm. he comes in, he goes, hey, chief, I just got my grant class. Can I look at the AFG and write a grant? I'm like, absolutely. <laughs> what do you think about a safer grant? Yeah. Well, hold your horses. We got to get permission. So <laughs> that's how the first safer grant and the engine grant came through. And then oh, wow. each guy took a grant class, and that's how we got the safer people. We got the first four then we got another safer grant. We got our extensions because when your period of performance ends, if it starts January 1st right. of 2019 and then the end date is January 30th of 2020 or whatever years, then mm-hmm. that's it. But when the government shuts down and your staffing went down, we couldn't draw the funds. Oh. So there was always some money left. Oh. <clears throat> and then the whole idea and, and the plan, because, you know, firefighters, we have a tendency to be proactive, not reactive, or wait for something to happen and go on for several months and then go, oh, geez, we got to do this. Right. We were always looking at, well, you know, I'll be eligible at this time. So-and-so will be eligible at that time. Well, people retired early or they resigned to do other things, and it didn't quite go that way. So we couldn't keep the, the staffing level up. Oh. Um, somebody's under the mistaken assumption that, you know, at 18 and suppression were fully staffed. That might be a 20 year old model that wasn't working then because I know I was there, uh-huh. but 21 and suppression wasn't sufficient. You know, we are busier. We're doing more. Yeah. So that part I didn't get accomplished, but the fact that we stayed solvent and we're able to build, we got a fire marshal position back. We got, um, I have a, my own dedicated part-time Claire while well, she was mine executive assistant, which, um, you know, it, that made a difference right oh, yeah. there because you had one person and I would go from having one to not having one and paying bills. I get really good at it. And then I'd have a, somebody working there and I'd forget what I was doing and then mm-hmm. they'd leave or get be sick or something. And then I have to assume those responsibilities again, sometimes for months at a time. Mm-hmm. And then have to look up the old ones and see how I did it just to remember. Oh, geez. Wow. Oh yeah. Yeah. What's the yeah. staffing like now? Yeah, oh, I was going to guess that. It, it's bad. It, um, yeah, they've been trying to hire, but, you know, we're all in this uh, paramedic shortage. But, you know, um, when I, before I left, I was asking, you know, why don't we sponsor Fire 1 and 2, EMT mm-hmm. Basics through Fire or P- Paramedic Academies? 
because we, we sold it the first time getting them through the fire academy because there were paramedics they got swooped up pretty fast so other agencies right. are doing it with some success uh-huh. and they're seeing a little bit more loyalty out of the members that you know they pay them to go to school paramedic is long it's hard yeah. um, it's very time consuming so we had a pretty good applicant um, he was a vet he was fire one and two and emtb at, at a minimum and i'm like wow this might be the kind of guy you know this is without even interviewing or a background check but right. we could grab people like that because I, I would imagine that since he was a veteran and you know, already a firefighter that he probably had a few years on him, maybe some kids and a guy like that can't afford to, you know, go to the paramedic full time. It gets to a point where there's just too many hours that you have to put in at other places. And, you know, they can't make the, you know, the intern, the ex internships and the clinical hours. Mm. So, so you, you didn't get him then, right? You lost him. No, that was like one of my last recommendations. Um, and it went, so, wow. Yeah. And um, well, because I talked to uh, Randy Keen was the then union president. He goes, well, we require another MOU. I'm like, I don't mm-hmm. care. You know, mm-hmm. we got to chisel it out in stone, you know, and if we can get another um, way to get people in here. But the still it didn't solve the problem of not having enough paramedics immediately so that the right. you're not making the same guys always ride on the rescue you know they can at least rotate a little bit get the different jobs done because you know we're so small i mean the one station we have to do it all everybody's yep. cross-trained in multiple areas not yeah yeah they're medics they're firefighters they're pump operators mm-hmm. they're they can do uh, rescue training firefighter life safety and survival ha- hazmat um uh, awareness and ops. So there's a lot of different hats. <laughs> right. And that's why you got to have really good officers in, in place yep. and yep. that are, are, are very well versed in what they need to be to run a safe shift. Mm-hmm. Um, it was nice when we were running, when we had seven man shifts, six, and we could run to the extra rescue. Uh, that took wow. a lot of the weight off of needing mutual aid. Um, mm-hmm. It helped us during the pandemic because our guys had a little bit of a front, um, the front seat because they, one of a couple of our guys, a lot of the off-duty firemen work at hospitals and the ones that worked at Beaumont were starting to see people's that, people that were presenting with COVID-like symptoms. And yeah. then this hospital would run all the tests to give them Tylenol, the fever would break, nothing came up in the blood work and they'd be discharged. So we got our isolation kits started earlier and started coming up because there were shortages almost immediately for cleaning products. So the guys, you know, firefighters are really clever and they came up with different suits and isolation kits. So the actual, so the stuff from the national uh, strategic stockpile came in wow. and then just to be able to adequately decontaminate the back of the truck. Cause you know, in the beginning we didn't know what we were messing with and exactly right. how it was, you know, they'd change protocols. It would seem like every other day, yeah, do not do aerosolized breathing treatments in the back of the truck, pull over on the mm-hmm. side of the road, open the doors. And we're like, it's February. (laughs) 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 You're right though. It changed like every hour. It seemed. Oh yeah. Do CPR. Stop. Pull off on the side of the road. Open the doors. Do CPR. If he doesn't live, call medical control. And then they say, (laughs) well, we don't want you to bring him here. (laughs) We're supposed to take him. Wow. Wow. So what are your thoughts on uh, mutual aid? Um, they want to do this audit now. What, what's your thoughts on that? I'm kind of confused by it because um, I was asked for the numbers that were allegedly um, incorrect. Uh-huh. Um, I provided what was asked for. Uh-huh. Um, 
I was never told or asked anything about it. And then all of a sudden this stuff comes up, not, not even to me directly. Uh -huh. uh, the numbers are there. You can get this number. Why are we paying $10,000 to have somebody else look at the same numbers and come to the same conclusion? Yeah. You need to let, let the fire department who understands fire operations, you know, look at the data. Um, and mm -hmm. I think the chief doesn't need that data to know what we need to do because he already knows. I've worked with him <laughs> this right. whole time. He's been a uh, right-hand man. He knows the program. So um, unless something happened in transposing the numbers, um, I don't know where they where the numbers are allegedly uh, incorrect. Um, huh. uh, and I couldn't, I mean, and it, you'd have to, well, you understand government, you know, yeah. Uh, yeah. There's category categories for everything, and the guys get creative. And I would always say, you know, this is an EMS run. You don't need to get creative because you know it was this city, but this guy came in the. It's an EMS run. Yeah, <laughs> and then that way I could tell them what they had. I would I would give them the mutual aids given and received at the uh, monthly. So I don't understand what this thing is and where yeah, the miscommunication my, was. Yeah, it is. It is confusing. I'm kind of with you on that. I'm yeah. With you. Well, so you would think. Tabled. Well, the, you would think they would have asked me, maybe. Um, yeah, I'm sure they asked Randy, um, but it depends on how you uh, preface something, you know, how you frame something, and to what information you're going to extract. And I, uh, Randy and I have had discussions about this well before it was even brought up. So um, he'll do. He'll be fine. I don't know what they're going to do with it, or try to do with it, or prove or disprove. But um, you know, they yeah, had the information. For those that don't know, Randy Keene is the new chief now with sworn in. Yep. And Dan Alt made captain, and I understand Patrick Renner will be the next lieutenant. Oh, okay. Awesome. Very good. Very good. Yeah. And uh, breaking news, Randy will be on the show in two weeks. Randy Keene? Yeah. Hey, look at that. Yeah, we'll have the new chief on. I already contacted him, and not next week, but the following week. So he'll be on, and uh, we'll pick his brain a little bit. <laughs> Now, I know you weren't uh, a big fan of um, having a big party or anything, but they they had something at the station for you, and, and we attended, and it was very nice and very well attended, too. I have some pictures. Uh, maybe you can um, – uh, let's see what we can do here. Uh, the blues. Yeah. Let me get these up. Stand by. <laughs> Okay, there we go. Uh, well, I still don't like that one either. There, that's what I want. This is, uh, they had it all decorated there. You Martin Silvers did that. Yeah. That cake was awesome, wasn't it? That was beautiful. That was really delicious, too. I don't know who made it, but it was good. It went pretty quick when they started cutting it. Yeah, it did. Very cool. These cookies were awesome, too. There you are with uh, some cookies. Yeah, Steve Ray's son um, is going to culinary school, and he and his class, I guess, did those. They were awesome, too. Very delicious. He put a couple aside for me, and then I never got them sold. Oh, you're kidding. <laughs> I just, yeah, they were beautiful. They were. Yeah, they were. He did a great job. Fantastic, yeah. And there's the uh, close-up of the other ones. Yeah, that's really good. I mean, look at the printing and everything on there. Wow. And then there's Steve holding one of them. Yeah. Steve, our good buddy. And look at 
Congresswoman yeah. uh, Talib. Yes. Brought you a uh, recognition. Now, who is this here? That's uh, Laura Ridenauer. She's a deputy chief in um, Dearborn. When I was studying, trying to get my fire inspector certifications to kind of fill the gap of not having a fire marshal back during the recession, uh -huh. she helped me a lot. Okay. Um, yeah. So I went through the NFPA courses, uh, met with her a couple of times, studied, went over stuff. So she brought me a plaque from Chief Joe Murray, who is the fire chief in the city of Dearborn. Okay. So, okay. So you and her go way back, eh? Yeah, quite a, quite a bit. Yeah. Now here uh, you are with your wife, Marty, and uh, Randy, the new uh, chief. Yep. How's Marty taking it with you home all the time now? <laughs> it seems to be okay. Okay, you know, good. Um, we're still on the same. I crash early. She's up late. I get up early. I've been sleeping okay. in a little bit, which is nice, just because I can't. I was going to ask you, you're an early bird, not a night owl. Right. I, I don't like to be up late. Yeah. And, and Marty is a night owl. Yeah, she's more of a late night. Yeah, in the summer she gets up earlier. She goes to bed earlier, but because I mean, you know, the days are better. But me, I at night I want to go to sleep. You know, I've, yeah. I've never not had a job, and I've always had to get up in the morning. So, you uh, know, I don't want to sleep half the day and be up half the night. You know, exactly. I'm exactly. trying. I'm working up to getting up and going to the gym now. I'm getting oh, up really? Next, yeah, we're gonna. I'm, cool. I'm easing into retirement slowly. <laughs> And then there's Mrs. Chat with you and Marty. Yep. Yep. We, uh, she is a night owl. I am the early bird. So yeah. I'm like you and she's like Marty. And there's uh, Captain Ray, Randy, you, and uh, that's Mr. Forbush, right? Yep. He retired here. He just retired from uh, Alpena Fire and he's running a, a volley, volunteer department now. Um, up there. So he really? Wow. Yeah. Nice guy. Very nice guy. We had the opportunity to talk to him for a while. Him oh, good. And look at that. The police even came out. <laughs> <laughs> I think that Shelby with her back there to us. Yeah. They're all happy too. Look, yeah, look at that. they must have had some cake or something, huh? Donuts. <laughs> Donuts. <laughs> yeah. And I say that affectionately. Right. Right. Yeah, no, they're a good bunch of guys, too. And uh, I, I guess this was, what, your last ride in the truck? Yeah, it was going home. Yeah. Um, ran into a car accident, so, or well, you know, got to stop and call it in, and then... You're kidding. On the way home? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. And so it broke up the little chain, but it was all right. They still came by. Wow. And, um and that's, that's all I have, but, uh, yeah, it was a great turnout and, uh, yeah. Were you surprised or no? Oh yeah. I was shocked. I was stunned. I didn't think it was, you know, I was like, Hey people, you know, like I didn't expect it to, but it was funny. We started feeding people just walking by. People just started wandering in and next thing I know, I'm like, there's three or four people. I'm like, who are they? And barely we're feeding people off the street too. Like, okay. Oh. I'm not going to tell some young kid he can't have a piece of cake. Right, right. And Chubbs, Chubbs did a great job with the food. Oh, my God. He was fantastic. Got to give him credit. Right. You know, and, uh, you know, you. I want to put this out there because there seems to be a little confusion. Mm -hmm. um, Maren didn't know, doesn't, didn't know Chubbs or anybody. She just started putting out, you know, sending out an email, reaching out, looking for um, 
donations to have a little get together. Sure. And then she Chubbs called her. Um, I didn't know anything about this and said, mm -hmm. Hey, you know, we want to know if you might be able to just donate a few trays and we just want to do a little send off a couple hours in the afternoon. It's chief last day. He goes, no, I want to do it. Uh -huh. And he goes, I'll do the whole thing. You oh, know? Wow. Yeah. So he did it and it was, he donated it. We did give him some money left over from the donations at the end. And okay. he was very grateful, but I had to confirm that with him, you know, over the last couple of days because someone decided that he got stiffed and that that wasn't the case at all. And I okay. probably shouldn't have even brought it up, but it, you know, that's me trying to retire. And then I'm like, what? No, 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 this don't sound right. You know? Yeah. Yeah. No, I totally get it. Yeah. Yeah. That's for sure. Uh, let's see. His food was fantastic. Sandy yeah. Abraham says the food was fantastic. Let's mention a few people in there. Rhonda Ann is in there. John Murray is in there. He's John says, uh, thank you for your leadership. Uh, Michael Bingle's in there. Uh, Fawn Salvatore says, thank you for sharing your story. It was very interesting. Oh, I got tons of them. <laughs> <laughs> also, uh, I said Sandy Abraham. Who else did I see in there? Mrs. Chat's in there. Patty Fix is in there. How's uh, her, her mother doing? Yeah, Patty, how's uh, Nora doing? I hope she's doing okay. She's in our thoughts, prayers. Uh, let's see. Michael Bingle says, enjoy retirement, Kathy. Ease into it slowly. <laughs> I'm still working on getting the bike off the hook in the garage. <laughs> I'm going to put some air in the tires and get my helmet on and uh, hey, there's some wrap <laughs> and my vest. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's funny. So as far as vehicles now, we're pretty pretty set on vehicles, the department, or do they need well, something else next? Um, yeah, well, let me see. We got a that 2018. Awesome. Yeah, the engine, they should probably start looking at um, trying to replace. They don't make them like they used to. It's right. running fine. Derek, mm -hmm. uh, the apparatus supervisor, he had been trying to get it in to get some of this maintenance stuff, packings redone, seals done, sure. um, that normally are done on a pretty kind of routine basis, but you know, with the KME um, ladder that was only put in service when we had to, and we had to rely on that Sutphin. So um, it is a 2013, so it's hitting the 10 year mark. And if they, you know, they're putting money aside now, which was something I had mentioned, you know, years ago, you know, mm -hmm. why aren't we doing this? You know, putting money aside every, you can take a percentage out of your, um, maybe 911 funding um, or uh, our EMS billing. I mean, there could be any number of ways to start putting money aside. So sure. it's not that big of a hit because COVID or something just caused things to go skyrocket. Yeah. Oh, you yeah. Know, that truck we got, we we did a very, they did a very good job specking it out and, mm -hmm. and really getting their money out of it. We belong to a consortium, which brought money down. They were able to pay um, a cash. So they got another percentage down, but the truck we got for under a millions, um, I think between 1.2 and 1.4 now, and you're looking at two year build time. So wow. when all that's said and done to try to save up enough years to either buy it outright or something, you know, and then the build time factored in, you know, and they're all, they're getting hit. Every engine company, all the, all the vendors, the people I know in the industry are talking about, yeah, the Pierce just got hit with 10 or something. And I'm like, 
all at once. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. I mean, that might be a little bit high of a number, but it was yeah. one of those were like, yeah, this, you, yeah, such and such just got hit with this many. And I'm like, sure. wow. Wow. Well, I know that engine's a beautiful truck. That's for sure. And, and you, you've always kept your, your vehicles well maintained. I mean, that's what, how they've lasted so long, really. Well, Carrie, when I came here, we had a 1984 uh, Grumman. That was our first line engine. We had a 1962 American LaFrance. That was the third line engine. And our four, or, th- or second line engine was a 68 Mac. All three of those I had worked on in service. Oh my God. On a shift at a station somewhere in the city. I would have been on it. It might not have been a 68 Mac. It could have been a 65, but oh. in the old LaFrance. I rode on those trucks. So when I came out here, these were like museum quality. I was like, <laughs> yeah. and Frank Phelps must have thought like, all right, she got dropped on her head or something. <laughs> you know, she didn't wear her mask enough in those fires. Because I kept going, oh, my God, these are beautiful. Because yeah. in Detroit, they had those clasps, you know, you put the cotter pin in. That's yeah, how our yeah. cabinet stayed shut. <laughs> they rusted out in the bottom. I mean, it was unreal. So I That's come out crazy. here and like, there's no holes in the bottom of stuff. And wow. everything had a place. And there was no rust and it shined. I was just, I was mm. beside myself, mm-hmm. you know, and yeah. then they would even surprise them more is when I could drive them because they're double clutch. Oh, okay. Yeah. My father was a truck driver. I could drive anything. I'd had to drive the deuce and a half in the army. Oh, you okay. Know? Yeah. There you go. Yeah, the girls kept yeah. flunking out and then yeah. I didn't, I didn't buzz up and say, Hey, I know how to drive. Cause I knew what that meant. I was going to be a driver and I just kind of wanted to, you know, get through basic. That didn't mm-hmm. work because mm-hmm. I ended up helping getting it, getting it unstuck. And then that was it. Then I was I had to get up and drive the thing. Wow. Quite a career, quite a career. Now let's finally, uh, let's talk about the station. It's under construction now, right? It's been under construction here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just, I mean, are they, are they getting anywhere? Are they moving along or it's, you know, I haven't been there in two weeks. There was a delay uh, because of uh, some, surface spill odor we, we had already addressed when they had when we did the parking lot mm-hmm. and then the people that were there to do part of the job part of what they do are the sewer lines they knew for two years or more that there was a sewer running underneath the parking lot didn't do anything well when the guy's there i can't get anybody to come out from city hall i'm like hey this is an issue they're going to stop working you know if you're here come look at this yeah. so um they had to take care of the sewer line that runs underneath the parking lot um, of right. It's going to be under the dorm. And then um, there were, they had machine breakdown. Uh, they were trying to dig the footers out with a little Tonka trunk. Oh, and dude. then they brought this Mac daddy and busted everything out except these gigantic footers and really? uh, two days. And he got two V's in it. So um, I saw some pictures. There's gigantic trenches. It looks nothing like it did when you and Cheryl came through. Right. So I think they're getting ready to lay the um, uh, the foundation, and then the rough plumbing's going on. So they're because they, we're down to like you know two two bathrooms. Uh, oh, one's geez. a full bath and one's a oh, half boy. bath. And oh boy! Yeah, if if you get a bad meal, things can you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, step and a half, man. <laughs> So once they do complete construction, what what is it that you're going to have that's going to improve the station? What are well, they, they're going to have doing separate sleeping quarters. Yeah, they're going to have individual pods, which will make the time when you get to lay down. Um, uh, hopefully, you'll get more out of it because sometimes it's not sleep; it's just rest, letting your body lay down, letting everything yeah. unpop. Um, they're going to go from 
they're going to go to single use bathrooms. So we'll have full baths and half baths so that you don't have to have men's and women, you know, they'll have a, a locker room okay. uh, separate. They'll have a workout area separate and away from the dorm. They'll have a medical supply room. They're going to push the whole apparatus bay out because part of the, this all came about because of the me too clause and uh, the, we couldn't get the trucks in the, the oh. normal way. So to knock the bay out and just to build on to the sleeping area to make it more accommodating, hopefully attract. How far out are they going into the parking lot? You there? remember where the garage went? They tore yeah, the garage yeah. down. They're going to go out that distance plus another 30 feet. So there'll be oh, like wow. a, a bathroom back there. There'll be uh, exits. There'll be sleeping pods and storage areas. Oh, good size then. And then uh, they're going to, I believe, open concept kitchen and um, replace you know, there's, they're going to, they're going to run into some plumbing issues. I, I, I recommended them doing an electrical study yeah. Um, because, you know, when that station was built in 62 and they moved in in 1963, what did you need in your bedroom? <laughs> an alarm clock and a lamp or two. Yeah. And now that station, then the addition was built in 79. Um, I oh, yeah. believe they might've had electric typewriters. Maybe they might've gotten that far. Well, now we have printers, <laughs> monitors, scanners, copiers, yep. you know, not more juice. Oh, everything fans. Uh, heaters. It's yeah. I had blankets in my office because the the trunking system for the uh, AC, the HVAC, was never right. Wow. And yeah, I had electric one too. Wow. But hopefully, and then it'll be open concept. There'll be private areas because there's no real private areas for the firefighters. So the locker room will be 100%. You know, uh, the firefighters. There'll be public areas. There'll be vestibules to hopefully come in. Hmm. Because right now people just meander in all that we're off the street and stuff. Yeah. And when you're in there by yourself and they leave a door open and, you know, you come out of your office and all of a sudden there's a dude standing there and you're like, what do you want? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. How'd you get in here? The door now, was open. Are you going to lose some parking back there then? Some spots? Yeah, they're going to lose some more parking likely. Sure. Yeah. 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 Boy, that, and that'd be another issue probably down the road. Yeah, it could be. Yeah. Could be, yeah. Yeah. Well, all I know is, uh, Hopefully, it's going to be very nice when they're completed. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Our roof has been leaking. I've been reporting it. Um, the leaks, the long overdue the sewer backups. The, it's just, yeah, frustrating. Very frustrating. How far are they keeping the, the, the vehicles there, the trucks there, or you park somewhere else? No, they're there. We've like pulled them out. They actually backed the, uh, the cement truck in when they were filling in, they did the rough plumbing. And when the inspectors came out and oh. said it was okay, then they filled it in instead of sitting out there and wheelbarrowing it. We're like, it fits, just slide it in. And then they did that <laughs> yeah, right. and they framed in that. So that hopefully that bathroom will be up and running. Yeah. Um, the guy was a little concerned. Cause he goes, why do they want us to tie into this existing plumbing? I'm like, why do they want you to tie into the existing plumbing? That's, you know, you haven't even seen it. What if you open it up and it's bad? He goes, if you exactly. open it up and it's bad, we got to replace it. I'm like, well, maybe that's what they meant, yeah. you know, which I didn't think so, but, you know. <laughs> Mrs. You timeline? Mrs. Oh, go ahead, Mike. You got a timeline for finishing the project on the station? Well, well, I think they did, but from what I saw, you could probably tack on another 12 months <laughs> unless things go really crazy. Oh, wow. Um, wow. The company seems good, but, you know, they're all busy, and that was part yeah. of the thing two years ago, it's like, Hey man, get that bid in, get it out early. Cause he's, we're coming out of COVID. They're going to be busy and nothing. And, and, and then you get one bid, big surprise. You can't, get, you can't get the workers and you can't get the yeah. tradesmen. They're, they're just yeah. not there. No. Mr. Chat wants to know any travel plans for you or, and Marty. 
Oh yeah, we've got big ones. I I don't want to say when because I don't you know we're gonna have a, you know pit bulls and rattlesnakes in the house while we're gone to protect it. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> we're gonna go to the UP. Okay. Um, awesome. We're gonna go out by through Manistique. I want to check out this little town of Baylor that people told us about because it's in a area of Michigan that you know between the uh, lower upper and the upper peninsula um, oh, on okay. the other side. Um, it's a little town of ba Baylor, and then I want to go up and I want to go snorkeling in uh, Copper Harbor. And oh yeah, uh, nice. Yeah, yeah we might get a year. I don't know. We don't know. I just I want to go away where I don't have to worry about nothing. Right, know? right, exactly. Just carry yeah. enough food, and extra water, and firepower. If it goes <laughs> down, I can at least get somewhere safe. You know. Right, exactly. <laughs> well, that'd be great. I hope you get everything you want. And uh, look, it's been great talking with you. Um, you know, enjoy your retirement. Say hi to Marty. Keep in touch and please come back anytime. All right. Yes, I will. Thank you for having me. I, yeah, I, just, I, just stop by to visit even. Yeah, I was. I, I, Carrie, I barely left my house. I'm taking <laughs> out the garbage. I'm working in the yard. I'm, you know, doing all this other stuff. But I mean, I went to the hippie fest. I think I went to the store and just something else. It's like, you know, take a little walk. That's it. I don't want to go anywhere right now. Yeah, you're not going anywhere. You're going to stay in Garden City, correct? Uh, so wow. far, yeah. And wow. well, I, I don't know. It depends. I, I might be a billionaire by tomorrow. Yeah. yeah you're going to play that lotto, eh? <laughs> yeah. Hey, you got to win, right? <laughs> yeah. You can't win if you don't play. Well, look, Kathy, best of luck to you. And uh, like I said, enjoy retirement. And thank you so much for your service. Thank you. It's been an honor, a privilege, and my pleasure. All right. You take care. All right. All right. Yep. Bye-bye. All right. Quite a woman, quite yeah. a career. Awesome. Thank you. Garden city and garden city community chat. You're welcome, Rhonda. Anytime. All right. Moving on. The next uh, city council meeting is Monday, July 24th, 7 PM in the council chambers located at where Mike 6,000 middle belt road. Correct. These meetings are a good way for you to get involved and voice any concerns that you may have as well. All right. We are going to do community events. And we got a few of them here. So uh, let's get to those. Okay, Mike, are you ready? I'm ready. Well, Okay, it's time for some community announcements. So let's get Mike in here. Mike, I know it's like a when I die. <laughs> All right, good job. Here we go. First one. Senior Fitness Club at the Radcliffe Center is now open. You can join for a three-month membership for $25, a 12-month membership for $70, a drop-ins or are $3. It's open to 50 and older. Um, for more information, call 734-793-1870. Yeah. Straight Museum Farmhouse Museum Hours are Wednesdays and Saturdays from 12 to 3. You can contact them at 734-838-0650 or find them on Facebook at GC Straight Farmhouse. Wayne County Veteran Services every Tuesday and Thursday, 8.30 to 4.30, located at the Radcliffe Center. Uh, please call Wayne County to make an appointment, 315-30 or 
1-800-273-0302 in the American Legion Department of Veteran Affairs every Tuesday from 9 to 3. Don't face the U.S. alone. Speak what? with a veteran service officer to see about your veteran's benefits. Call 313-964-04 or 6940 or 617-243-5991. 991. Yeah, boy, what a what a great benefit though, eh? Yeah. For them to instead of having to go downtown. Uh, this is one of our former guests, the carpet cleaner. Uh, does tile and grout, upholstery, auto, floods, carpet, called Dennis at 734-299-6496. Yep, Dennis Dykeman was a guest on our show. He's pretty busy, too, pretty busy. Also, Shannon Coffey was in there tonight. Yeah, uh, she does. she's the notary babe, and she does loan documents, trust, power of attorney, titles, bill of sale, refinances and mortgages, acknowledgments. Bank forms and more. Yeah. Does it all. Next neighborhood watch will be uh, August 8th. It's always the second Tuesday of every month at the Garden City Police Department at 7 p.m. Right. Open computer lab. Mondays from 9 to 2 and Fridays from 2 to 7. Yeah, they got some great computers, man. Wow. Yeah, all that new stuff. Yeah. Crocheting flowers. A three-week class. It started uh, this week. Runs Tuesday, from July 11th to July 15th, from 6 to 7 on Tuesdays at the Radcliffe Center. 20 bucks. 14 and over. Yep. School Supplies Drive. Donations can be dropped off at the Notre Dame Hall. They need backpacks, post notebooks, pens, pencils, folders, crayons, and markers, etc. Yeah, that's a Notre Dame. They do a lot. Bingo at the Rec. Five bucks. You get ready to shout bingo and win an amazing prize. It's a fun-filled event. Our bingo callers. Danielle and Megan will guide you through multiple rounds of the classic game, and there will be plenty of opportunities to win big. This is very first and third Monday of each month, running until August 7th, 1 p.m. at the Radcliffe Center. Yoga at Radcliffe, uh, Monday at 6.30, drop in $6.00. You can purchase a punch card for $28. Punch card includes eight visits. Uh, yoga at Radcliffe, uh, Mondays at 5 o'clock and 6, 5.45. Any questions, yeah. call 734-793-1850. Exploring Art. Garden City Parks and Recreation is sponsoring this. Exploring Art with Megan, ages 3 through 5, Tuesday mornings. Starting uh, this week, July 11th, yep. 9.30 to 10, 20 a.m., a four-week class at the Radcliffe Center. Pickleball League, Tuesdays, started this week, July 11th, $50 per team. Sign-ups 
are open until well, that's already passed. Yeah. Five weeks season, uh, two best of three matches per night, eight people per team. Yeah, they may have some drop in. We don't know. Yeah, this is big. It's a big one. Hopefully, the rain will weather holds not up. impair them too much. Yeah. Uh, 29th annual garden walk this Saturday, my anniversary, by the way, uh, from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. Tickets are $20 each. They're available at Barson's Greenhouse. Tickets include lunch at the Straight Farmhouse. You'll see beautiful gardens. A vendor show will be, be available. Backyard floral arrangement contest. Plant sale door prizes. You can call Cheryl Parton at 734-788-1319. Yep. Oh, by the way, happy early anniversary and happy belated birthday. Yeah, yesterday I I mentioned that uh, Commission on Aging meeting that it was my birthday and I'm now uh, 81 or 18. I don't know. I'm dyslexic. <laughs> I, I have trouble telling. <laughs> dyslexic, yeah. <laughs> this, is, this is one. Hey, you're going to be able to participate in this, Gary? I don't know. I'll have to see, yeah. Because we need scoopers for the ice cream and bingo on Monday, July 17th. Mm. Workers should show up about 1230. This program is going to be from 1 to 230 at the Radcliffe Center. Mm -hmm. It's $5 per person. Yeah, that's a good deal. Yeah. Movies in the park. Uh, Matilda, that's... Wednesday, July 19th. That's at Rotary Park. Uh, City Park. City Park. Yeah. Top Gun Maverick. August. Uh, yeah, that's uh, that's in that Rotary Park. That's at Rotary Park. Yep. Kids Day, Thursday, July 20th. This is the Farmer and Artesians Market in Westland from 3 to 7. There will be entertainment from the Dance Academy, Farmer's mm -hmm. Market, Beverage Hunt. Crafts, giveaways, face painting, free hmm. children's books, sponsored by Friends of the Westland Library. Wow. Cool. Music in the park. The next one is a week from tonight. Yep. July 20th, weather permitting. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Shop at Brisbane Vendor Event from 4 to 9. Music starts at 6.30. Program ends at 9. Right. Parents' night out. Uh, next week, Friday, July 21st, and also Friday, August 18th. Was that from 5 to 9? 5.30 uh, to 9. 5.30 to 9, yep. Activities for the kids ages 5 to 11 will include crafts, games, movies, and pizza. $20 a child, $10 a a sibling and the parents get away from all of that. Yeah. Don't have to worry about feeding the kid or anything. No. Lucky squirrel. The next one is July 22nd. Mm -hmm. It's an outdoor flea market craft and vendor show. There's over 150 vendors, arts, crafts, antiques, and more. Another one will be on September 16th from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. in the Garden City Town Center parking lot. Northeast corner of Ford Middle Belt. It's yep. free. Free admission. Okay. How to video call with family and medical professionals. 
program on Monday, July 24th from 2 to 3. It's five bucks at the Radcliffe Center. Learn how to use video call apps to video chat with family, friends, and medical professionals. Yeah, that's not bad. Five bucks, two to three thirty. Good, yeah. good deal. Water slime, watermelon slime. Ooh. With <laughs> kindergarten studio from Friday on Friday, July twenty eighth, from one to two. It's eighteen bucks at the Radcliffe Center. It's for ages four through nine. What's messier than a slice of juicy watermelon? Watermelon slime. I guess. Going to make their own slime. <laughs> Calling all classic calls, motorcycles too. Garden City Public Library will be hosting a classic car and bike show at our end of summer reading bash. We would love to include your car or bike. It's going to be on July 29th from 1 to 4 mm -hmm. at the Garden City Public Library over in Maplewood, 31735 Maplewood. It's a car and bike show. Vendors, bounce house, games, face painting, basket raffles, 50-50 raffle. Hmm. You can call them at 734-793-1830. Yep. Ten bucks. Yeah, that's a good deal. Westland good. Blues, Brews, and Barbecue. This is their big event, August yeah. 4th and Huge. 5th at the Central City Parkway. 36601 Ford Road in Westland. Entertainment yeah. lineup uh, Friday, August 4th. Is that Down River Dan? Is that it? Yep, Down River Dan, Broken Arrow, Larry McCray. And then on Saturday, August 5th, they have Family Time, Randy Brock Group. Dan Devins and the Blues Delegation, <laughs> Chris Canna's, and at 10 p.m. there'll be a drone and fireworks show. Those drones are unbelievable. Have you ever seen that? Apparently, they they oh. can do the a pretty spectacular show, and you don't have to have the fireworks. It's going to scare the crap right. out of the kids and the dogs. Right, right. The veterans. It's amazing. Save the date. Join us August 9th. For our annual Cruising with Step Drive-In Movie. This free drive-in movie will take place at Steps Western County Resource Center located at 450 South Vinoy in Westland. The movie is going to be The Great Race. Yeah. Tony Curtis. Yeah. Woman, and I think Natalie Wood, I believe. Yeah. Kenny and Dolly are coming. <laughs> a superstar evening with Kenny and Dolly, Kenny Rogers and Dolly Parton tribute show. Party Animal is sponsoring this. Mm -hmm. It's going to be on Thursday, August. August 10th. Yep. Cost is what? 89 bucks. 89 bucks. Yep. Burton Manor. And you get food and everything. So it'll, it should be a great show. Yeah, space is limited if they want to call 734-525-9777 okay. for more information. Garden City's Summer Theater is presenting Annie, August 18th and 19th. 
at 7 and August 19th and 20th at 2. All reserve seating tickets are 15 bucks. <laughs> Annie. Paleo Joe's Dinosaur Day. Hmm. All ages are welcome. It's $7. $5 for additional family members. It's going to be on Saturday, August 12th from 12 to 1. So get the Radcliffe Center. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> Paleo Joe will talk about what it's like to be a digger. Digger. How fossils are formed, and you'll even have casts yeah. of real fossils for you to explore. Oh, wow. That's oh. interesting. Eighth annual Coach Pinnell Championships Scholarship Scramble. Uh, it's going to be at the Lakes of Gateway on Tuesday in Romulus on Tuesday, August 22nd. Starts at 9 p.m. Helps raise scholarship money for their at-risk students in the Garden City High School Champions Program. I just want to mention, um, I also see uh, Paul Werhan is in there and uh, Ed Wilhite from uh, Hogs Backyard Barbecue is in there. How you doing, Ed? Say hello to your wife for us. Good to see you. Household Hazardous Waste Collection. Uh, this is Wayne County's one that's going to take place at Westland, I believe. Yeah. On August 26th from 8 to 1. I recommend you get there early because the line yeah. gets Me very too. long. It's very long, very long. Save the date, Cruise and Hines, Sunday, August 27th. Um, the biggest cruise in, in metropolitan Detroit. Yeah. And that's all I got. I got one more thing here. Okay. Um, Community Shred Day is going to be Saturday, my birthday, September 9th, 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. It's going to be at the City Hall parking lot, 6000 Middle Belt Road. They're going to accept five paper grocery bags or cardboard banker boxes of sensitive uh, paper documents from Garden City residents and businesses to shred at no charge, no plastic bags, please. Plus, they're going to have prescription drug disposal, pills only, no liquids or needles. And they're also going to be accepting food donations for the home pantry, non-perishable food, toiletries, and cash donations. Um, also, uh, October 4th starts the new Garden City University semester. The goal of the uh, university is to provide citizens and opportunity to learn about the city's services and operations it's a six week six week course it's free and will meet every other wednesday evening from 6 p.m to 8 p.m and it's going to be at the garden city police station um so for more information and to register go to gardencitymi.org slash 740 slash garden city university and that's all I got. Also, don't forget to get your July Garden City Marketplace. A lot of yeah, good information right now. We covered a lot, I think. Garden City Presbyterian Church is having a rummage sale. Okay. August 10th, 11th, and 12th from 9 to 5. And 
on the 10th and 11th of 92. On the 12th, you know, clothes, sporting goods, books, electronics, furniture, toys, and much more. I also want to just mention real quick, uh, please keep the Gibbons family in your uh, right. thoughts is, and prayers. That's, that's uh, really tragic. Owen is going through some serious medical issues. So uh, also Nora Fix, we want to wish her well. Mike said she was feeling under the weather a little. Yeah, she's having some tests done and what have you. And also oh. Kathy Ward, we wish you the best. As always, our number one fan. And uh, I think that's all I have. Are you good? I'm good. All right. Well, you know, Mike, we're always looking for guests to be on the show. And if you anybody's interested uh, or you know somebody interested, steer them in our direction. We'd love to hear from them. It's very easy. Just email us at gccommunitychat at gmail.com or message us on Facebook. It doesn't matter what community you live in. Uh, we want to hear from you. We are doing the shows remotely, so you can do the show from the comfort of your home or office. Very easy. Come on the show and share your information with us and the surrounding communities. Contact us today. We look forward to hearing from you. Yeah, just because it's Garden City Community Chat, we, we like to promote all communities, right? Yep. And with that said, Mike, I think we're ready to call this a podcast. Podcast, podcast. podcast. <laughs> Hey, we want to thank former Garden City Fire Chief Kathy Harmon for uh, being here tonight. Once again, congrats and enjoy your retirement. Uh, you will be missed for sure. Also, a big thanks to my fantastic co-host, meteorologist Dr. Tom Iwinski and Mike Jones. Great job as always. Mike, any final thoughts? Anything else you want to say? No, I did. Just uh, get your vaccinations and pray for the Givens family. This is... Yep. This is a tough time for them right now. Very tough. Very tough. And a huge thank you to each and every one of you who joined us and uh, shared part of your time with us tonight. We always appreciate that. And over the 13 years we've been doing this, thank you so much. Don't forget, this show will be available right after we sign off tonight on Facebook. So uh, we hope you'll catch it later at your convenience, especially if you tuned in late tonight by going to facebook.com slash gcchat. Also, feel free to share the show on your uh, timeline. We would appreciate it with your friends. You can also catch us on YouTube, our YouTube channel. Just search for Garden City Community Chat. You'll find not only uh, this show, but all of our past shows as well. Just click on the live tab and uh, they'll come up. Also, please subscribe to the channel by clicking on the subscribe button. We would appreciate that as well. And as we uh, do at the end of our shows, uh, Mike, uh, we want to thank and Thank all the healthcare workers, first responders, and everyone on the front lines who serve and protect us every day. Uh, be safe, and we want you to know that you and your families are in our thoughts and prayers every day. And when you see any of these heroes, please let them know how much you appreciate them. Remember, the success of a community depends on the community, so please uh, support your local businesses. And uh, like Mike said, don't hesitate, vaccinate, get that booster, and uh, you're going to probably be getting your flu shot here pretty soon too come this fall yeah. right around the corner right yeah i plan on getting both of those this fall yep protect yourself and others that's for sure because we want you around 
And like I said, please uh, pray for the Gibbons family and uh, can't imagine what they're going through. No, and Mike, if you see something, say something. That's right. We need to look out for one another out there. For all your weather information, uh, be sure to head on over to doppertomsweather.com. He's got a great user-friendly website over there, a lot of good information. Remember to mark your calendars that we will be off next Thursday, July 20th, and we'll return Thursday, July 27th at 8 p.m. when our guest will be the new Garden City Fire Chief, Chief Randy Keene. So until then, we hope you enjoyed the show. Thanks for listening. If you would like to contact any of us here at the chat for any reason, once again, email us at gccommunitychat at gmail.com. Let us know how we're doing, uh, what you'd like to see more of. Thanks again for watching and uh, all the comments, and uh, we really appreciate it. Have a great rest of your week. See you at uh, Music in the Park, and good night. Good night. Take care, Mike. You too, Carrie. See you at Music in the Park. Undoubtedly. Okay, take care. Yeah. Good night, everybody. Thanks.